So this afternoon, um, I'd like to begin um, to unfold another thread of our practice. I'll just say a few, uh, just a few minutes. Now I've been talkative today, I'm going to try and rein it in. A few minutes of introduction and then we'll, we'll go into the practice. Um, so we'll, we'll be beginning to practice metta in these afternoon sessions, the guided sessions, metta, M-E-T-T-A. Um, yeah, probably many of you familiar with that practice. For some of you, it may be new. Um, both equally exciting. Yeah. And uh, metta, the word comes from the root of um, friend, friendliness in the Pali language. Yeah, so um, can be translated as unconditional friendliness, uh, sometimes translated as goodwill, benevolence, a lot of really beautiful words, uh, care, uh, very commonly translated as loving kindness. Yeah. It's, it's gradually changing, <laughs> um, especially uh, in Europe, actually, I think more than in the US, but uh, gradually changing, um, speaking of it less as loving kindness, but I'm bringing that in because that's a common translation and how you may have come across it or may still come across it. Um, as you've noticed, we tend to like using the Pali words. Um, so we will refer to it as meta practice uh, because they, you know, they have usually a, a, a wider range than one single English word can uh, encompass. So um, just that sense of friendliness, goodwill, benevolence, wishing well, yeah for another you know if we think about what's what's the friendliness you know, what's being friendly it's that really sense of wishing well yeah wanting wanting someone yeah to be happy to be safe to be healthy yeah. and that someone can include ourselves of course so um, metta is an attitude it's a, a quality it's an intention yeah that we cultivate through the practice, and it's actually inherent in any skillful practice that we engage with, right? So when we, um, maybe some of you are here, started off kind of learning mindfulness, and just with basic mindfulness, that encouragement to bring uh, a non-judging attitude, yeah? That's metta, yeah? Not judging our experience. Bringing a sense of, of goodwill towards ourselves and our experience. So the Buddha also very much liked speaking of things as their op like as the negation of their opposites. Yeah. So metta as non hatred. Yeah. Non ill will. Non enmity. Yeah. It gives us a sense of that as well. It's the kind of the, the opposite to that to those. Opposite to hatred, the opposite to enmity, hop opposite to ill will. Um, and a very beautiful thing about metta is um, that it's, it's boundless. Yeah? It's limitless, it's immeasurable. Yeah? That's its movement. So we all know it in our experience. Yeah? We all know this. Yeah? There's something or someone yeah, towards whom we, we naturally feel this movement of care. It's just there. You know, many times it can be for many of us um, towards young creatures, <laughs> young beings. Yeah. 
Uh, and it can also be towards the natural world often. Yeah. Try it out on the rabbits um, and, and the birds. Just yeah. see often quite naturally trees, another one certainly for me. Just naturally feel that sense, um, often kind of uh, uh, reciprocated as well. Um, for many of us, yeah, with young children, um, our pets also often, yeah, if you have a pet <laughs> and you think about them greeting you when you walk in the door, often that, yeah, just that natural kind of response of, of care is just there. And so it, we have it, and, and part of the practice is, is recognizing where that arises, yeah, where it is, when it comes forth, and then building on that. Yeah? So we take that seed and we build on it. Yeah? We create the conditions for it to, to grow. And we kind of hold that aspiration, that understanding that this attitude intention of metta is boundless. So it can include yeah, um, further and further uh, circles of beings. Yeah? So we can bring metta to all beings. Yeah? We can uh, know that it's possible to uh, feel metta towards um, even those that we may find difficult. I'm saying that. I'm, I'm also going to say don't try <laughs> that straight away. Yeah. But I often kind of think of, um, you know, the way the Dalai Lama refers to the Chinese. Do you know this? He, he says the Chinese authorities, my friends, the enemy. Yeah. That's how he refers to them. And that's really, you know, if we think of someone that, at least for me, really embodies this, this real attitude of compassion. Yeah, that's yeah, recognizing, yeah, there's serious differences, there's also harm. Um, but I can also see them as human beings and have a basic attitude of friendliness towards. So that's kind of where it's stretching to. And I find it helpful just, to, just for us to name that. Yeah? It's, it's an expanding thing, but we begin yeah, with where it's easy. We begin with where it's accessible for us. And we go at our own pace to expand yeah, and to kind of develop as an attitude and intention, a quality that we develop, that we cultivate uh, through the practice. And so just a few things about the practice. For some of us, some of the time, meta practice feels really good. <laughs> yeah. It can feel very, very good. It can feel very nourishing, very supportive, have a really good flow. Um, if that's your experience today, generally, great. Enjoy it. Uh, it can be your primary practice yeah, from, from now on on the retreat, um, if, if, that's the, um, if that's the experience. Um, yeah, and really allow it and enjoy it. Sometimes, yeah, even if that's your common experience, that it generally feels good, or your common experience is that it doesn't, yeah, it might not feel so good. It might feel like a struggle. It might feel like something we really need to, to stretch ourselves into. Or it might just feel a little bit bland. Yeah? Sometimes it just feels a bit, um, can feel a bit um, just going through the motions. Yeah. So all of that is okay. That's why I'm saying all of this. It's okay. It's a practice and it's conditioned like everything else. So it doesn't always feel the way we imagine it to feel or the way we know it could feel. Yeah, our heart won't always necessarily be open. At those times we can remember this is a cultivation of intention. Yeah? 
so we can stay in touch with the intention and keep nourishing that intention through the practice, then the work is happening. Don't um, just evaluate it according according to whether it feels good or not in the moment. So it has its ups and downs. So some guidelines for the practice. Um, I very much uh, emphasize body awareness with meta practice, uh, the same way we've been starting every single practice on this retreat, yeah, grounding in the body, and particularly having a sense of this um, kind of wide awareness, wide field of awareness, uh, really supports the practice. It supports sensitivity and um, respond responsiveness. Yeah, so it, it kind of helps us to know what's going on as we practice. And so that's the way I'm going to guide it, um, very much kind of rooted in the body, if that's possible for you. Um, traditionally, as of 500 years after the Buddha, always helpful to remember, not the Buddha, 500 years after the Buddha, the practice became a practice that uses phrases. Okay, the Buddha's instructions were most of the time, you know, go and find a quiet place. <laughs> yeah which is what he usually said, and then radiate metta in all directions. Quarter of the world this way, that way, that way, that way. Fill the whole world with a mind imbued with metta. That was his instruction. 500 years after the Buddha, um, this practice of phrases began, using phrases to direct that intention of metta. Now I'm saying that because I, I think it's important that we sometimes know the context and because if you've only learned meta practice with phrases and they don't work for you, <laughs> yeah, it's helpful to know there's other ways and that also there's a permission from that. Yeah, this, this was developed by human beings just like us. So we can allow ourselves some flexibility. Um, so traditionally phrases, and we will b- I will be introducing phrases today, but for some of us, more helpful to use, um, might be more helpful to use images, yeah? So it might be an image of someone that represents metta for you, yeah? Like the Dalai Lama or, you know, Kuan Yin here, yeah? You can imagine her radiating metta. Um, it might be a different image, like, you know, uh, a son of metta, yeah, radiating, or a um, spring of metta, yeah. or, you know, I have one student who imagines metta as a offering a, a, bu- a bunch of flowers <laughs> yeah, to, to different beings, yeah, so we can use our imagination also and find an image that resonates with us, or it can just be a felt sense, yeah, we know that felt sense of the warmth, the care, the friendliness, some of us our imagination is kinesthetic, yeah? It's more felt than visual. So we can use that, yeah? Felt sense of metta. So just kind of, these are some possibilities and a real invitation to find your own way. So I'll be guiding in a certain way, but you can, um, yeah, explore a little bit what feels um, helpful. Another thing to say, metta is part of why it's referred to as immeasurable, yeah, is that it's, it's always applicable. Yeah. So, you know, immeasurable can't be measured and there's always somewhere it can go. Yeah. So sometimes we're practicing metta, um, say, trying to bring metta to ourselves and that feels a bit stuck. Yeah. 
So maybe we listen to the birds and we direct matter to them. That might be easier. So it doesn't always have to follow either the the guidance that will be given from the front of the hall or the way we're used to, we've been told this needs to be this way. And often, uh, in different situations, if it's possible, actually, we would want to bring the metta to ourselves. Yeah. So we might feel, oh, I should be sending it to all beings. Actually, <laughs> I'm feeling really tight yeah, and tender in here. Yeah. So why not bring the metta here? Because this being is also part of all beings. Yeah, we sometimes forget that. All beings except for this one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big, big thing that we forget. So we kind of play with that. And uh, the last thing to say, which kind of, uh, you know, kind of follows on from what I've already said, um, we're developing a skill. So we start with where it's easy and we expand. Yeah, so we'll be starting today with um, what we call the easy being. Yeah? Someone for whom it's easy to feel the matter, and then we'll be expanding over the days. If the easy being is yourself, Totally allowed and encouraged. Okay, yeah, that's the way traditionally we start with ourselves. But again, a modern twist on that, contemporary twist on that. Many of us, it's not easy to start with ourselves, and so we start with the easy being, and then we expand. Um, and it's helpful to to kind of understand this. It's like building a fire. Yeah, if if we were going out in the woods to build a fire in a normal, you know, Britain. Weather-wise, uh, there'd be a lot of very wet, yeah, <laughs> wet things there, and so we'd look for the dry. Yeah, we might even need to bring some kindling with us, right, to start it off. We start with the things that we'll easily catch. Start with what's easy, and we build up that momentum of, fi- of of meta, build up that fire, yeah, and eventually that fire is going so well we can take the kind of those kind of crumbling <laughs> logs that have been out in the elements for three years or something and put them in and they'll catch yeah so eventually it's like the whole anything can be brought into that meta field and be met and held in it so that's the practice and one last caveat if yeah it doesn't feel right for you as we're doing it too much resistance not the right thing um causing agitation and struggle rather than open-heartedness any point you can you can choose to come back to a different practice yeah use this is the meta meta yeah attitude yeah the meta meta attitude okay what's what would be the kind thing to do now yeah and that's okay i go to the breath or i go to sound yeah because that's that's the compassion that's the kindness um there so i didn't quite manage to speak briefly but i'll keep trying Let's let's practice and find our our posture. So already as we settle into the posture with that intention of kindness that we've been cultivating, listening to the body. It's already that thread of metta. <coughs> being uncovered.
And then taking time to adjust the posture. Just checking in that the body's as supported and stable. As possible. Inviting the awareness more deeply into the body. Maybe feeling into the contact areas. There's a way of grounding and collecting. The awareness in the body. Feeling the stability of the contact. in the support of the seat of the ground. Inviting the body to rest more fully into that support. And then from that contact, from that support, the ground, the seat, feeling that support spreading up the body and through the body. Awareness gently opening, expanding through the whole body filling up the whole space of the body. Large open space of awareness. including the whole body. And through the practice, seeing if it's possible to keep tuning in to that spaciousness and the openness of awareness through the whole body field.
and inviting into awareness. Someone for whom it's relatively easy, accessible, natural to feel metta, to feel this friendliness, this care, this warmth, goodwill, well-wishing. Just taking a few moments to see who arises. Sometimes can be helpful to have an image of that person or being relaxing into presence with them. Opening to feel in yourself that wish for their happiness and their well-being. And gently Letting that wish, letting that intention flow towards this other being. Either using phrases, the ones I suggest, or your own, felt sense, an image, whatever works. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. May you be healthy and safe. May you live with ease.
May you be happy. May you be peaceful. May you be healthy and safe. May you live with ease. So finding your own pace and rhythm. Awareness wide. Expanded in the body. other being in your awareness, held in awareness. That intention of metta, that wish for their well-being flowing through.
May you be happy. May you be peaceful. May you be healthy and safe. with ease. The meta flowing through your own being as you invite it and direct it to another. Letting go of this other. It's possible bringing that intention of metta, that intention of friendliness, of well-wishing, of care to yourself. Connecting to your own wish for happiness, for safety. Tuning to that, allowing that, and nourishing that wish. Whatever the vehicle for the metta has been, you can continue using it. Phrases, images, felt sense. May I be happy. May I be peaceful. May I be healthy and safe.
May I live with ease. Awareness soft and open through the body. A meta vibrating, resonating through the whole space of awareness. With that intention, with that wish for your own well-being. May I be happy. be peaceful. be healthy and safe. May I live with ease.
gently inviting that field of metta to expand and to grow. Including the others practicing here with us. Here at Guy House and in our online Dharma Hall, which has no walls, no boundaries. Taking in all these other beings, practicing, all of us, no joy and sorrow in our lives. All of us wish for happiness and well-being. Letting that field of metta expand and include us all. May we all be happy and peaceful. May we all be healthy and safe. May we all live with ease. And letting that intention of metta radiate out from our community of practice here. Radiate out into the world. May all beings be happy. May all beings be peaceful. May all beings be healthy and safe. May all beings live with ease. Through metta, filling the whole space of awareness in the body, the whole space of awareness connecting us as a community and radiating out into the world, holding all beings, all beings, in this intention of care, of friendship, and of goodwill. May our practice nourish the well-being and the freedom of all beings in all directions.